Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Z's Cubed, brought to you by Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media. This podcast explores cultures from around the world and celebrates performing arts and inspires the next generation of creatives. Join us as we travel to our next destination. We hope you enjoy the show. Oh, this this one struck my fancy. You're going to laugh. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm already anticipating. Brace think... yourselves. <laughs> now, I, 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 I'm not sure what Johnny's reaction would have been. I mean, it's nothing... It's nothing bad, but there was a <laughs> recently there was a rerun, if you would call it that, of Lord of, the Lord of the Rings musical tale in um, the UK. It they had a run oh yeah at the, that was yeah. that was a bit ago though that wasn't recent recent unless this is a new revival that I don't know about. No, it was a new revival. I think it ended like two months ago. Right, yeah, that's that's a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like the, uh, the run was at the Watermill Theater. Um, that's on the news though, but just to give some background information for our listeners, um, it featured book and lyrics by Sean McKenna and Matthew Warkus. And then the music was actually done by A.R. Rahman, who was like an Oscar and BAFTA award winner. Everyone should know who that is. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that everyone knows who A.R. Rahman is. (laughs) He's a very big genius. Yeah. He did the music. Um, And then uh, Christopher... Nightingale was also attached. He did. He was behind Matilda the musical, and it played from July to October, and it was like a huge cast. Um, they had twenty one actors and just like lots of moving pieces. So the news today is actually about um, some awards that they have won. Right, because um, BAFTA and uh, all the award season is coming now. Now, BAFTA, the, um, why, dude, where's my English? What's that, what's that? Oh, my God, are you serious? I totally forgot its name. Is it the Olivier Awards? That's what I want. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the Olivier, but, yeah, I wonder if those nominations are coming up soon. Yeah, they'll be coming soon. It's coming soon. Which which awards type ceremony was this? Um... They won eight Broadway World UK and West End Awards, um, like eight. So they right. won. Right, the, the best... Olivier's are coming up, but it's not. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. yeah. So they won best new production of a musical, best direction of a new production of a musical, best set design of a new production of a play or musical, best musical direction, best lighting design, etc. Uh, yeah best costume design well that's <laughs> um, obvious like, yeah <laughs> and they were nominated for four awards um but the it's not un, like the award ceremony isn't until february uh right. but that's the what's on stage awards and then the fun thing about this award is that it's um <clears throat> sorry 
uh, I believe it is done by mm, theater goers. So it's kind of like a, from uh, what I understood, yeah, like the people who, yes, yes, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, and the award ceremony is going to be February 11th and, um, it's going to be held at the London Palladium, which apparently is like a big deal. It's a lovely place. Yeah. Yes. It's the first time that it's going to be held there. So I'm excited. That's a really big see. deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I knew that it got. A lot of good reviews but i didn't realize that i knew it was no. good people told me it was really good oh yeah i know so many people who were really sad that they didn't get to see it i don't know if maybe this will give them a push production to maybe no. do another run no it's very expensive to keep that on <clears throat> uh, i bet especially like at the level that they were doing it it's really expensive. Even if you sell out, it's still really expensive. Yeah. Which is why, like, so shows like Phantom were a miracle that they stayed on for so long. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, I only saw, like, a, a couple of video clips and it seemed beautiful, but I'll be interested to see if they managed to capture any nominations for the Olivier's. That will be more difficult. Because they're up against the yeah. big boys and girls. Yes. On West End. No. Opera. Oh, those big boys like and they big will, girls. Those are big boys and girls. Very big boys and girls, yeah. <laughs> to get awards. To compete against the opera people and like the really big stage guys. That mm -hmm. takes a lot. Yes. So that is our industry news of the week. This is like fresh off the press. I think they released this yesterday. Nice. Well, they deserve it. Yeah. Cue Enya in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Who can <laughs> say? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's wild. That's that's really good. I'm good for them. I, I knew they would do well, but I didn't hear about the... I just heard that it was really good. I didn't hear about who's on the thing. I just saw who was some of the BAFTA nominations recently, but I haven't actually been following award circuit that, that closely right now. I know some people Thanks. have stuff in, but like for me, I'm just like, free production! Right? Can't focus on any of these crazy things anyway yeah. yeah the technical side god i yeah, mean if i had a thing a if i had a horse in the race then i would be really paying attention but like there's so many award or if i was casting right now but there's so many award ceremonies like i just like okay i can't focus on all of these uh, <laughs> i do yeah, pay attention like to calm though I, do I feel pay like by the time count. February comes, like people are all fatigued out by all the awards. Well, I mean, the real, there's like the theater ones that I, I find most interesting. But like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's tons of other award ceremonies going here and there and everyone's blabbing their mouths. Blah, 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 how amazing this is and how, but who is who? Anyway. 
You should live tweet it. I don't have, I don't do Twitter, so. <laughs> live Discord. Twitter, is Twitter's, Twitter's the devil. Anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. There's a hot mess. I don't do that in Discord. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, we should also, before our next recording, we will, oh, wait, maybe around the same time as we're recording next, a Ooh. really big thing's happening for our audience interest. And we have the one... The only pre de Lausanne is coming up from 20. Yeah, so it will be before. Wait, I think it will be before we record again. Yeah. Really? From 29 January to 4 February, they will be having, well, sorry, 3 February is our finals. We will be having the pre de Lausanne, and it's going to be live. Really? Oh my my, because it's gonna be so good. And I am really excited because of the judges that they have Ooh. for this week of this pre and pre de Lausanne is the new the new um the new what do you, English. It's the up upcoming talent in ballet. So people get selected from all over the world to participate in the Prix de Lausanne. And mm -hmm. you have a lot of really famous judges, like, for example, Darcy Brusso and Federico Bonelli. I have mm -hmm. to just check who is the... Um, oops, let me go to the press skit the chief of the jury this year but um there's a lot of amazing amazing dancers that will come and choreographers and coaches that the, these these young talents get to uh, participate and learn Ooh. from and it's a really beautiful thing because their their judges are actually former prize winners which i think is really cool and they just Wow. They just uh, so oh yeah so there's like a lot of beautiful people for example if you know about Carlos Acosta he won it before if you know about Precious Adams she also won it before or some people like um, Steve the amazing and talented Stephen McRae uh, there's so many oh, beautiful wow. people that have won the Prix de Lausanne and is considered to be the premier dance competition for young talent and if our audience likes ballet some of you may and you can't go to Lausanne which the tickets are actually not too bad and it's held at a beautiful oh. theater but if you can't go to Lausanne you can actually watch it online so wow Lausanne has their own YouTube channel and you can watch it live and comment with all the dance people in the universe who like watching it and there's like modern dance classical dance and they also have a choreographer's category. So I think wow. that's a really important news because people don't always like people who don't always um, know this if you're not in the ballet world, but it's actually a really cool competition to watch, especially because you can watch the process of different artists standing out, um, 
and there becomes fan clubs of different artists. And then they, if they win <laughs> or are in the finalists, they can also get offers from different dance academies and like the Royal Ballet and other people mm -hmm. um, to perform Paris Opera, Royal Ballet, whatever, to, to join their, um, to join their academies. And sometimes they will get to join like um, as full members, depending on how good they are at first. Like they sometimes get even promoted directly. Um, yeah. So it's a really wow. big deal. Yeah. Wow. So oh, Lazang is the thing to be checking out coming up, ladies and gentlemen, and it costs you nothing but an internet connection. So if you want to be introduced to the world of dance and you have a reliable internet connection by mobile or elsewhere, check it out. And of course, that on the website, amazing. everything is in Swiss time. So <laughs> for those people who are not familiar with time zones, please go visit your local time zone map online. Anyway, yes. I have to say that for certain countries who do not understand time zones. <sighs> Anyway, yes. so that is my part of my contribution to the industry news because I'm very much looking forward to it and I will attend. So she'll be lovely. Oh, yes. Nice. And it's all uh, nonprofit as well. So people can support Pretty Lazan and Young Dancers on their website. I'm going to pitch that unashamedly. That's lovely. I think they also like offer financial support for. Yeah, that's right. They 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 yeah. they definitely do because they want to ensure that young dancers can be seen, and yeah. and brought onto the spotlight like they deserve. So they go all around the world looking for talent, which I think is Beautiful. fun. Yeah, it gives you a diversity of styles and just experiences too. Yeah, it's really great. And the, the students that come to the pre, even if they don't qualify to the, for the finals or whatever, they still have a really good experience. And it's a really big honor to be selected at all. Wow. So you made it sound very fun. It is wonderful. It's just like, and it's mostly high school, it's high school oh. kids. So oh, it is, yeah, it's like, you see them just, you know, begin to flourish under the guidance of certain coaches and just have like a beautiful group of really supportive coaches and people that that want to want to help the next generation. It's not like you get some of these like curmudgeonly like ballet mistresses or masters. <laughs> you get really you get people who are super interesting and really wanting to support um mm -hmm. these dancers and i think it's really cool i mean of course you probably yeah. there are times where there's bad apples let's be real but the majority of these are really quite good so and i'm just oh, so looks... so stoked that they have people like frederico bonelli in the jury and darcy brussel is like oh my gosh that's like such a great opportunity for them oh, oh and also and it is the 50th anniversary of the Ballet Manon. So Ballet what? The Manon. Manon Les Scouts. Oh, okay. We also did an episode on Manon the other yeah, yeah. year. I, I but, didn't um, hear it the first time. Yeah, but Manon, uh, Manon is having its 50th anniversary. 
kind of McMillan's wow. show. I mean, it just had it, I should say. So they did a live, uh, live um, session with two of their, three of their dancers about men and, and, uh, and also some of the original people to develop men and were there. So it's really cool. Anyways, that is the random news from my side. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I was saying earlier, everyone should grab their favorite chip and dip and beverage of choice and tune in and watch and have a fun time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, if you are in certain time zones, it may be at an awkward time, but you can always watch later when you have time. You don't have to watch it live. So yeah, I enjoy watching it live and or being there, depending on what's going on. Sometimes, like during yeah. the pandemic, I couldn't go there, so I just watched it online. Yeah, and followed the dreams of these people Aww, coming true. So sweet. They're very, 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 very dedicated young ladies and gentlemen, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the Aww. next part, of course, we have our question of the week so tell me what is it what am i answering for you today <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um uh... i was <laughs> uh i was inspired by the video that we discussed before of mm-hmm. the different museums and artwork in colombia there was this theme that kept popping up within um the video that i feel could translate into the personal and it's a theme of regeneration how um there national school for the arts kept on going through these different iterations the art styles kept on going through regeneration you know they go through periods of um stalling and then a rebirth of some sort mm. and I was struck by how our lives in general are follow similar cycles and trends how oh, sometimes now she's we also philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> how we also sometimes go through periods where we're just treading water or maybe sometimes regressing and then suddenly you know we uh become energized and then reimagine ourselves and regenerate so my question to you is um for those who are in that phase how to embrace that regenerative aspect of life and the arts and how can one person be specific um, please because this is going to be a very broad definition yes yeah, so someone who is stuck in a rut and is doing the same thing over and over again, and they're not happy about it, right? Mm-hmm. There are some people who have, a, who have a niche. I'm not talking about someone who has a niche, but someone who feels like um, they've been doing the same thing over and over again, whether it's... Um, you know, an actor do being typecast in a role or someone working with visual art medium. Um, there's this common theme of someone feeling like they're doing the same thing over like and over again. Like they're stuck? 
yeah, they're stuck and they need to find inspiration or a push or don't know how to go through that regenerative stage of their life and in their artistic life specifically. Hmm. Well, it's kind of like this, I just call it the Phoenix rising. Something burns mm -hmm. down and something builds up. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you for change, I think the the one thing that I've been thinking about about change is that for change to happen, you have to give something up, right? Just we have to give something up to get something, right? So I think for someone who's stuck, maybe the first step is to identify what's making them feel stuck. Maybe they don't have motivation from somewhere or somebody, right? Maybe they don't have uh, like um, an opportunity to change right now, right? Maybe they are not able to diversify for whatever reason, right? So I think the first step is to kind of explore why the person is feeling stuck. And I'm not a psychologist, but I think that's the first part. Um, Kind of try to identify if there's a root of it, right? Like, is it just because yeah. somebody is not paying attention to you? Or uh, maybe you're not like as creative or, or or producing as much content or whatever the heck it is. Like maybe they're just like making a writer's block or something. I think we talked about writer's block before. But anyway, yes. the, the thing that I think would be a very big step, of course, is to start with that. Then I think the second thing is to think about what can you do to make small change? Like a small change. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like uh, within the habits train, right? So for example, yeah. if you normally have your <clears throat> whatever, you normally have your breakfast and a coffee, right? But you're trying to get off coffee. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, what can you replace it with, right? So in some ways, I think it's finding a replacement of the old thing. But in addition, it's not that simple. I wish it was. So I think it also, excuse me, I think it also has to do with defining the target, if that makes sense. Like what is the target for the individual person and if they don't know what that is i think that's a good opportunity to find one so that's just my uh, my thought on the same and i think if, if if somebody can find this um target if you will then I think it will empower them to, to begin to explore ways to, to go there, even if it's just small, small things, right? Maybe it's taking a class, yeah. right? 
Maybe it's learning from somebody. Maybe it's going to a trade show. Maybe it's, you know, doesn't have to be so like, oh my gosh, like this is a really cute, you know, doesn't have to be Yeah. like that massive. I think it can be something quite, um, quite interesting, but it doesn't have to be like, Oh my word, my whole life, you know, I mean, sometimes it's a big, huge thing to re to reinvent yourself, but sometimes I think it's smaller, if you will. Um, Yeah. so just like if I want to learn how to play a musical instrument, right? I have to find a teacher or if I'm like a genius, I could teach myself, <laughs> but Yeah. Most people will need a teacher. Most people will need somebody that can walk alongside of them, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that's also another thing, finding people that can walk with you and can just maybe they went through it before. Maybe they didn't, but maybe they have some insight for you or whatever that thing happens to be. So, Yeah. You know, you... your points are actually really good because it just brought to my mind um, an artist that I had recently become aware of. Uh, Yeah. she mainly deals with sculptures and she has this exhibition um, called Reforestation of the Imagination. And so what it does is it combines traditional sculptures right using glass Mm hmm um and you know different <clears throat> materials and also using augmented reality ar so like Well, you that's the wild. idea is you take a <laughs> yeah yeah, you take I get a it. tablet <laughs> and so yeah 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 um and so she's um she's an older woman and there was a video that i watched where she was talking about how you know, like she's been an artist for all these years and she took a class at Cornell and to learn more on how to use AR in her, uh, like in her life. And from there Mm -hmm. she did like a program. And so it just kind of reminded me when you said that take a class that education is always a really good way of, um, pushing forward into a new birth. And I believe right, she you also might as collaborated well because, like, then you can know if it's something you actually like, right? Yeah. And if you can't afford to buy it, you can at least audit a class, you know? It's not... Yeah. And she, I think, collaborated with other um, visual artists who deal with AR. So, you know, like widening that circle um, and having Yeah, you a would new have person. to because it's pretty complicated, that whole Yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. So that just you, what you said right now, just brought up her story in my mind. Wow. Um, yeah. That's so So, interesting. yeah, I think that was great advice, Allison. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to describe because I think everything is, is relative to somebody's experience, right? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, like earlier when you were talking about inspiration and the, the etymology of it, right? Um, Yeah. it also reminded me of this really wonderful book that I read. I think it was like maybe two years ago called Big Magic. 
um, and it also touches on themes of inspiration and where it comes from and the muse and um, how it was specifically talking about like from a writer's perspective, like especially with writers who kind of wait for inspiration or like the frustrations of writing. And, you know, she did talk about this beautiful, magical quality of creating, but she also talked about how we shouldn't be tied down or become angsty over the presence of a muse or, you know, the absence of a muse, right? That mm-hmm. um, we should create for the joy of it. And oftentimes with art, there's so much we, we use so much words of pain to describe the process of creating art and writing um, when mm. people should, re- yeah, <laughs> when, and there's like a glorification mm, no. of it almost. It's a very terrible, terrible, terrible yeah. trend. Yeah, so she, it was kind of like radical for me at the time because again, like I grew up hearing the same things like, oh, you know, art is like, you wrench it from your soul, but she talked about how you should enjoy the magic of it. And even when things aren't working the way you want them to in your head, that you should just rejoice in the process of it all. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's true because if you, yes, there is a struggle when you create art. Because in some way, it's like a birth, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a, it is like, it is, it is, it, it's a, it's a process of creation, right? So I think there is a, a mystical element of creation mm-hmm. at any point. And you can't really create without it. Now, people are going to say, well, I don't believe that. Well, just go and talk to an opera singer or an artist. What happens? Like, they lose, they they get lost in it. They'll say, I get lost in it. Yeah, that you're connecting with something else, right? So Mm -hmm. I think people need to realize that it's not just like I can turn something on, turn, like people say, how can I do this as if, it's like becoming a pharmacist or something to become an artist. It's yeah. It's not like that. It's not like you learn these drug names and then you also need some kinds of 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 the the other side for for even the other kinds of industries. But I think in a lot of ways, the entertainment and arts world really does rely on some mystical or other world if you will or or beyond the natural elements it really does yeah yeah it's very interesting yes well i think a mystical otherworldly quality yeah, I think that's like it's. I think that's it's, it's something that people don't always realize, and then they get frustrated. They're like, "Why can't I blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, "Well, it's because it's not time for that." Maybe 
it's horrible to say that, but it's not like if you if it's not the time for something, it's not going to happen. And I hate that so much as an impatient person. But <laughs> you can't force Yeah. things to do stuff like it's like a tree Yeah. needs to grow. Yeah. And not everybody It has does the not. gift, right? Not everybody's Yeah. given the gift for certain things. They may feel like they want it for whatever reason, like somebody might want to be a doctor or their parents might want them to be a doctor or something. But you have to have the gift to be that. You can't just like walk up and say, I want to be a doctor. And some people think entertainment and art is